My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 146 of The Kate Show. Guys, as a self-employed person, whether you are a designer, a stager, an organizer, or a window treatment or upholstering professional, who is funding your retirement? Well, the short answer is you are, but are you actually? Whether retirement is decades away or just around the corner for you, you have the responsibility of funding that retirement. As a business owner, no one else is going to match your 401k. In fact, no one else has set up a 401k for you, or perhaps no one has even encouraged you to contribute to a retirement account. And this is super important, and it's a problem for a lot of people. But retirement talk aside, how are you planning to legally reduce your business tax payments, become more tax efficient? Because trust me, nobody likes writing a big fat check to the IRS. I know I don't. As your business becomes more profitable, the elation you feel at a higher gross revenue can easily be squashed when you're told that even after paying quarterly taxes, you still owe five figures more in additional tax payment at year end. Now, I laugh at this because it was me before I started working closely with my CPA and today's guest. Today on The Kate Show, I'm chatting with Tony Pachowski of Thrivent Financial. Tony is the fiduciary for myself and my husband's personal investments, as well as our business investments. Friends, this man knows the investment world like none other, and he's only one of three entities in my life who sees the inner financial workings of Socialite. In a sentence, I trust him, and I recommend him to all my business friends. So I won't keep you waiting any longer. Let's chat with Tony Pachowski. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. This episode of The Kate Show is brought to you by Side Door. As an interior designer, a home stager, a window treatment professional, or a home organizer, you deal with products every day, many of which your existing audience would love to own. If you're dreaming about selling product through your website or your social platforms, but you don't want to be bogged down by ordering, shipping, or keeping loads of inventory on hand, you need Side Door. When Side Door entered the home industry in early 2020, they changed everything. You guys know I am wild about Side Door, and for good reason. They let you source and curate the perfect trade-only pieces for your customers' homes. With their seamless platform, you can create product collections really easily. Curate an entire room, specialize in a certain aesthetic, or simply create a collection of your favorite area rugs. Whatever you know your clients would love would make for a great side door collection. It's not rocket science, but it's also kind of genius. You set your prices, side door handles ordering and shipping, and you make money. Plus, you can sell each collection many times over, creating the perfect opportunity for reoccurring income. If you're ready to stop trading hours for dollars and truly scale your home industry business, now is the day to take action. Go to OnSideDoor.com to sign up with code KateTheSocialite. Now, back to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to The Kate Show. I'm here with Tony Pachowski, and we're talking all about some big, heavy financial stuff that thankfully Tony knows like the back of his hand. So Tony, welcome to the Kate Show. Thank you very much for having me. I'm glad that we could make this happen. And, you know, I've got to give everyone a disclaimer that Tony and I know each other in real life. I used to be his assistant. A good one? No, but I was his assistant. So 
I'm really glad that we've been still good. Don't worry Uh, about that. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know about that (laughs) because honestly, what you do is very technical and there's so much strategy behind it. And that's not where I shine. That is not my zone of genius. And that's why when it comes to both the business investments that I do through Socialite and also the personal stuff that Matt and I do, we just look to you for that. I don't know how many emails I've sent you at nine o'clock at night, including last night, <laughs> but you're very patient. So I appreciate that. But before we get into all the nitty gritty financials, Tony, do you mind sharing a little bit about your personal story and why you're passionate about helping people with investments? Yeah. So, I mean, kind of plain and simple. I just, I actually like helping people. Um, it brings me joy. It fills my cup. I love just kind of bringing in the knowledge that I've been able to accumulate just to make somebody else's life a little bit better. I always kind of live by that Zig Ziglar motto that if you help enough other people, you'll get everything in life that you want. So that's always been personal driver for me. I actually didn't go to school for this originally. I went to school for structural engineering and construction management. I love building things. I was a Lego nut. So I love building things up and I love that engineering side and seeing something kind of come to life. But I really love numbers and science. So I thought that was a really good mix to go to school for. But pretty much around my sophomore year of college, I had to take some drawing classes and I realized I was not a very good artist. (laughs) I thought that I didn't have to draw. This is engineering. I just needed numbers. So I kind of took the the number side of thing, my art form, and turned it into something I saw could help. My parents were actually going through a tough time with their financial advisor at the moment. And I kind of asked my uncle, who was a financial advisor, and just started kind of inching way into it and found that I can use some really good skills that I have and help people no matter if they had a dollar or a hundred million dollars, I was going to be able to to kind of help them and and do something good for them. So not just take their money and never speak to them again, which is, I've heard that several times. And that's actually what happened to my parents. The advisor that they had took their money, put them into an investment and never talked to them again. Yeah, that doesn't work. I know that you've always been really intentional about having multiple meetings throughout the year, whether they're, it's just a phone call or we actually meet in person or through Zoom. And I, mean, like, I can speak from personal experience. This stuff can be complicated. And if you weren't meeting with us as often as you do, I would be so, so lost. But Matt and I have definitely learned a lot from you as far as Know why you're doing the things you're doing so that it's not just like some sort of, you know, Wizard of Oz behind the curtain and we have no clue what's going on. Uh, so I definitely appreciate that. But oh, you've been doing this for how many years now? Uh, this is going on a little over 13 years now um, mm-hmm. that I've been licensed to be an advisor. So, And right now you are with Thrivent. So can you tell my listeners why you chose to partner with Thrivent and who or what exactly they are? Yeah. So I started off in some banks, some other companies, some small independent companies before I came over to Thrivent. So I've, I've been around a little bit and I got to see the inner workings of things. And I appreciate all the time that I've had at those places. At first, I actually wasn't looking to make a change from the firm I was actually at. There were some changes kind of going on there and within our family. And we just did a lot of major soul searching. Uh, so we're Christians. We do pray a lot. And there's a lot of praying taking place. And my first introduction to Thriving actually was through their generosity program. So they have these charitable programs that they offer to their their clients. 
And my wife and I are on a nonprofit board in Mayville called the Mayville Open Door Inc. And our friend who is the president of that nonprofit has another friend who's a financial advisor with Thrivent. And they came to speak about the programs to our board to help raise money for some of the fundraising things that we had going on. So our friend kind of knew of the things that were going on in our life and some of the challenges that we were having and the decisions we were trying to make. And she said, just just have a conversation with her. Maybe you think Thrivent will be right for you. And before that conversation, I was like, no, no, no. And we had the conversation and I did a little bit of research myself. They're a holistic financial services organization. They have really, really good values that match what I have. So, you know, they believe money is the tool. It's not the end all goal. They're an organization focused on serving clients by understanding the goals first and what their needs are. So, you know, we offer advice, investments, insurance, banking, and the generosity programs, like I mentioned, to kind of help people make the most of all that they've been given. So that really kind of touched with me. And the more and more I looked into it, I thought it was a no brainer. Yeah. And I've been really impressed with everything that Thrivent has to offer. I mean, and just for everyone listening, like Matt and I have been getting our different, I don't know what the right word, trusts or things set up, our will set up, and that all ties in with investments. And Thrivent has been great about being the umbrella over all those things. And the big thing that we appreciate and that I do want to point out to my listeners is that like everyone in the podcast, they know. I'm a believer, you're a believer, Thrivent is a company with Christian values. That said, it's it's not like one of those exclusive clubs where it's like, well, if you don't believe what we believe, then out the door you go. No, it's more like, this is why you can trust Thrivent and hopefully why you can trust me and Tony, because we're answering to somebody much higher than any other authorities around here. So I just wanted to kind of insert that. Hey guys, I'm taking a break from this episode really quickly to share a resource with you that you would be crazy not to use. In fact, I'd be using this tool myself if I were a home industry pro. Why? Well, because I believe in scaling my business, not just in increasing my overhead or in constantly trading hours for dollars. And I bet you feel the same way. If you're ready to take your home industry business to the next level, you need to consider signing up for SideDoor. SideDoor is the only platform that lets you create a custom shop of your favorite trade-only products and sell them at your prices. You make the sale and they handle ordering and shipping. It does not get any more brilliant than this. So many of my listeners are already using SideDoor and my team has been busy helping people get SideDoor integrated with their websites. Because yes, you heard me correctly, you can sell SideDoor collections through your own website and your own social platforms. Talk about an amazing branded experience, right? So if you're interested in scaling your business, go to onsidedoor.com and use code Kate the Socialite. Now, back to today's episode. Let's talk now about how you're actually helping business owners, self-employed small business owners, because that's like 100% of my podcast audience. Uh, <laughs> how are you helping them maximize the money they're making through investments? So there's really a number of ways that we can help out individuals, business owners alike. But it all starts because I believe that you have to start with a, a developed strategy. We have to find and understand what your goals are um, as an individual and as a company and what you're trying to achieve. You know, from there, we, we can kind of get to know, you know where you are at. How can we help you build upon that, that strong foundation that we're working on to, to get you where you want to go? So, you know, we think about protection needs. We think through accumulating assets, how can we utilize different investments that from a tax standpoint and different things like that, using some of tax efficient strategies, which are going to help them both now 
and in the future, because we have to look at that as well. We always have to be planning one step ahead. Those types of discussions, they do inquire, uh, require some additional discussions. Maybe if you have a CPA or an EA accountant or a lawyer, somebody that we can work with that they specialize in those areas, but we want to make sure that we're using their knowledge as well. So we think by, you know, what kind of legacy you guys want to, you want to leave and how do you want to develop that estate strategy that way? So we, we use a lot of different people, not just myself, because there's people that specialize in different areas and just really know who you are, what do you want to do? And that's going to change on a regular basis. And that's why those frequent meetings um, are so important because as your life changes, we want to make sure that we're planning and preparing ahead. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like when Matt and I became parents, we had all sorts of different discussions and different accounts were set up. And and that's just the personal side. On the business side, I know that you mentioned kind of saving money at tax time, always, always on the up and up, of course. But what I've really appreciated is that you collaborate with our CPA. And I'm pretty sure you introduced us to our CPA. <laughs> I think that's how that worked. Um, so it just, it works out so well because it is a big team effort. And I like saving money on taxes. I don't know of any entrepreneur who would feel differently, but it's like we work our butts off and to then write a check, a big fat check to the IRS at the end of the year, because it's like, oh, darn it. We owe more because we made way more than we thought. Like that's soul crushing. (laughs) I do not (laughs) like that. And I love how you and our CPA strategize on how can we invest this money appropriately for where Matt and Katie or for where Socialite wants to go. And by the way, guys, everyone in my personal life calls me Katie. I've never actually said that on the podcast. So you're probably like, who the heck is Katie? But <laughs> Yeah. So we are collaborating one big team over here on the financial standpoint. And so Tony, at what stage in the game should a business owner start looking into investment accounts, not just for their business as a means of tax planning, but also personally, like, is it ever too late or when is the ideal time to start? Well, again, it kind of comes back to, you know, where they're currently at from an individual standpoint, looking at those goals and those wants. But really having a discussion at every stage of life is truly beneficial. Whether you're just starting out, you're halfway through or you're towards the end of it, sitting down with somebody, if you have not before, now is really the time to do it. Don't wait. Have those discussions with people uh, so you can figure out how to achieve the goals that you want to. There's a way that you can get there. You know, I've worked with many, many people before they opened up their businesses. Uh, we had discussions with them around, you know, what are your expectations? You know, we talked about how do you plan on funding your business? Where is that going to come from? What are the steps that we can take to help protect you in the short term? You know, starting a business can be scary. So how do we help you plan and prepare through those stages? You know, there's, there's things business owners can do early on to help their business succeed financially and start off being tax efficient right, right from the get-go. And once they've established themselves, then we're seeing their business take off and we can dive even deeper and look at additional options and look at that long-term because we can, we've walked you through those stages of life. I like the term tax efficient. <laughs> that is a good term. <laughs> it makes complete sense. And when people who are self-employed are also looking at, you know, specifically their own retirement. So not just about tax efficiency. I know that in my situation, we have a variety of different accounts set up. Can you just go through briefly how you help those self-employed people prepare for retirement? 
Yeah, so it, it really comes down to planning, but I said it probably a bunch of times now. But <laughs> it's totally um, that's totally good. Really kind of the, that is really the foundation of it. We can plan by understanding, you know, where you're at, meeting you there, and then having discussions of what type of retirement that they want to have. Everybody has a different picture of their retirement. You know, I'll give you a couple of examples. I had one client, he wished only to fish, right? You know, he owned a cabin. We were planning to, they were planning on selling the house and he's going to live at the cabin year round. He was planning to, you know, Social Security, he had a pension, and he had these retirement accounts. For him, you know, we changed our goal focus on the tax efficient investments and legacy planning because he didn't need all these additional assets. He was told, you know, you got to save up a million dollars to hit retirement. And all he wanted to do was fish, and he wanted to do it at his cabin. It wasn't anything elaborate. He just wanted to go off on his pier, go on his boat, and fish around. You know, so it, it those things change for them and how we can do those. There's di many different types of accounts that you can invest into. You know, so that's just kind of one of the example. Uh, I've had other clients who they want to spend 150 to 200 thousand dollars a year, and we need to think about how much they're going to need to put away to achieve that goal. So looking at the future, what is that income going to look like now? Because 150 thousand dollars now might not be 150 thousand dollars a year in 20 years. You know, so we have to take uh, inflation into effect. Uh, you know going to require several different account types. You know, there's 401ks, there's SEPs, uh, there's simple IRAs. And then depending on income, there's other investments that we can look at, some alternative investment options that can generate some tax deferred or potentially tax-free income later on in their retirement. You know, the kind of the big point, uh, of course, no matter the goal or situation, you can create a strategy to help anybody achieve their, their retirement goal or any other financial goal for that matter. So throughout life, there's going to be a lot of changes and events that are going to require us to adjust those plans, of course. And that's why we like meeting on a regular basis, because as those things come up, we want to make the adjustments for you and look ahead, not behind. Yeah. And I really appreciate that it is a strategy. It is not a one-size-fits-all. And I know from having conversations with people, whether they're in my own family or they're just in my circle and they don't really know much or understand very much about investment accounts, they tend to think that you just put some money in this account and then magically you've got what you need. Like somehow it just grows and I'm like, oh no, that's not gonna work for you. That strategy part, I just think is so key and that's why we work with you specifically because you do take that strategy so seriously. Now, for the people listening, can you share of some 401k alternatives for self-employed people because I know that like the world of self-employment is just different. I mean, from having yeah. to figure out our own healthcare stuff to figuring out how we can afford to retire, it's like navigating a minefield out there sometimes. So what are some alternatives to 401ks for the self-employed? Yep, so we already talked a couple, about a couple of them. you know, 401k actually self-employed people depending on how much how aggressive you want to be. Those can be options, but there's different ones that we can look at. Like we said, a SEP IRA gives you some of the, the benefits of a 401k, but in, in a different light uh, for those that are you know more self-employed individually, there's simple IRAs. And then depending on where they're at, it might just be a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA. You, know, you can even use cash value life insurance are some options that you can use to fund retirement savings. So there's there's many different ways, many different accounts that you can choose that are going to give you different benefits. Of course, determine the best, which which one is going to be best for you. Mm -hmm. Sit down with a financial professional, understand where you're at and what your goals are, 
and we you can develop those plans accordingly to help help guide you and move you around. Yeah, it is so tailored to the situation. And I do think one thing I need to highlight is that it's good to start working with someone like you even before you start a business. And I, I know you mentioned that. I just think that's such a good point because starting out that entrepreneurial self-employed journey correctly from the start just saves so much headache in the long run. I feel like we should have started it sooner, but you know, I started it early enough, mid twenties, you know, <laughs> but still <laughs> it's such a good thing to have in place. And I mean, hashtag adulting is hard. I don't know. Like this is why we have professionals to do what you do. So let's switch gears a little bit to talking about having a tax entity set up for a business. And just quick backstory on why I'm going to ask you this question. I actually have quite a few people listening who do not have an LLC or any type of tax entity set up for their business. And I have definitely sent a few people some long emails about, you know, my feelings on the topic. Not that they were asking, but sometimes I insert myself only because I care. So what is your advice to people who don't have any sort of tax entity set up? Uh, well, it depends on the individual and the type of business that they, they wish to operate. Biggest thing I can suggest for anyone when they consider the level of concern over management, you know, how much control they want to have, how much liability exposure they wish to have. So those are some things that they have to consider depending on if it's LLC or S-Corp and their individual tax situation. So if and when they plan on ever transitioning or selling the business, ownership, you know, some of these things are going to actually come in handy down the road. So two biggest areas um, I've seen the need for establishing a business entity is protecting your personal assets, uh, having some liability protection there. That's one real big major reason. It's really important when you have a business that you're meeting with your, your financial professional, your tax attorney, your CPAs on a regular basis to make sure that that situation is going to work best for you and your family financially. We want to make sure that it's going to fit the situation that you're in. But biggest concern for like a LLC, it, it's in the name, limited liability company. So you're reducing your, your liability from there. And then there's other things that we can look at, you know, before you make any decision, of course, like I said, many times over, sit down with your professionals. If you don't have one, find one in the community and, you know, make sure that you're, you're taking the time to meet with them before making those big decisions. Everybody's situation is going to be a little bit different and evaluated professionally to make sure that you make the best decision that you can. There's mm -hmm. benefits if we look at like at it going a little bit further. So business entities like S-Corps, LLCs, again, LLC, you limit the liability an individual would have from the business. Taxes are considered pass-through. So that just means that they could pass through from the business to the personal. An S-Corp could have some greater tax implications. If it's the right situation for the business owner. An S-Corp, it's similar to an LLC. It has that limited liability but it's not taxed as a separate entity. So profits and losses are actually passed through to the shareholders. However, an S-Corp can have tax advantages over the LLC. So some members of an LLC pay taxes on the entire net income of a business, where members of an S-Corp pay income tax on the wages that they receive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and really, I mean, as a business grows, their tax entity should change. And of course, that's just me talking. I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I just know from my own experience, being the wrong tax entity can really hurt at tax time. And that's yeah. why when I got connected with my CPA and the two of you started collaborating and I found out how 
how tax inefficient my current entity was, I was like, oh, drat, like that, that feels like a punch in the gut. So it's just good to have these regular meetings and understand as your business grows, these things have to grow with it. That's just the adult side of running a business. Can you give just, if you have, I should say, as I trip over my words, if you have any other tips or things that you would like to share with a business owner who's like still on the fence about setting up an LLC, because let me just tell you, I've had some people say, well, I don't want to become an LLC because then I'm going to have to pay taxes on my income. What would you say to them in that situation? Well, so you're going to pay taxes on the income that you make either way that you look at it. So taxes are going to be with us in any any way, shape, or form. It's just having the right strategy to do it. Don't make the decisions on your own. Work with somebody that can help understand your situation and help you make those decisions and guide you in the right direction. So, you know, limited liability company, the LLC, like I said, one of the biggest things as to establishing that entity is to reduce the liability that you have. You know, for your listeners that are in the uh, interior decorating, if somebody wanted to come after your business as a, say, a sole proprietor, there's no draw between your personal and your business. They actually have both of you combined. With an LLC, you are now generating a limited liability company, so you're creating some of that liability distance from your personal. So there's some some major reasons as to why you want to consider that. But before you make any decision, sit down with a financial professional, sit down with a CPA, and work together on finding what is going to be best fit for you. Yeah, and the thing that really got me, I shouldn't say anxious, but I was when I first started my business back in 2014 was just knowing that if I don't have an LLC set up properly, then if someone were to sue me, I would be putting our personal bank accounts on the line, our homes, our cars. Like, I feel like that should be reason enough for someone to be like, all right, I need to sit down with somebody and figure this out because nobody wants to be put in that position. So getting off of that depressing topic, (laughs) if someone's like, all right, you convinced me, I need to start doing these things for my business. I do actually have a lot of people in the area that you work, Tony. So how would those people get connected with you? Uh, I have a website. They can connect with me. They can reach out to me via email, phone number. Um, I can get you all that information. If you'd like to share it, I can say it out here. My email is anthony.pachowski at thrivent.com. I'm happy to sit down and talk with anybody to help guide them in the right direction. Awesome. And we're going to put all of Tony's contact info in the show notes of this episode, guys. So if you go to the thekateshowpodcast.com, go to episode 146, you are going to find all the easy ways that you can get in touch with him. I highly recommend in case you didn't get that vibe yet. But Tony, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know you're super busy and this really means a lot. No, thank you for having me. It's always helpful to, joyful to to share what I can. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, I want you to really take your business finances seriously. Don't just focus on the money that you're making. Focus on managing the money that you've already made because that's where true profitability comes from. So until next time, guys, keep your marketing simple, keep your message clear, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.